the Holy Hands and Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. What's up, everybody? Uh, just wanted to get this out before the weekend of new fights and uh, take a little time to talk about last week's exciting events at UFC 244, uh, live from Madison Square Garden, Masvidal versus Diaz. Uh, everyone knows what happened, so not going to even recap that fight. We'll just start with uh, my genius idea in episode one to pick all the losers. Uh, I think it's important to own up to the fact that I was the biggest loser of UFC 244. <laughs> out of the 12 fights, I was wrong about seven of them. <laughs> so uh, that's it. I'm a loser. You're it's the, all good. The loser at picking losers. Yes. That's cool. We'll we'll see how how today goes. I'm the biggest loser that you ever picked. So there you go. Uh, let's womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about uh, last week's top five. Uh, we're gonna start with our boy Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, as our homegirl Lenny calls him, Booty Thompson, because he got a big. Well sculpted booty. That's where his uh, power comes from. That's his engine right there. J Lo might say, "Big, big booty." He got a big booty. He got a big booty. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Gray Valley Tudo shorts, super super tight. That's the way it is. Uh, booty Thompson <laughs> <laughs> uh, was for sure one of the highlights of UFC 244 at MSG. He uh, fought Vicente Luque. And let me tell you, last week, I did not even know how to pronounce Vicente Luque's name, but he fucking earned my respect with the fight that he had with Wonderboy Thompson because that was actually the fight of the night. They both won that bonus for uh, a brutal war of a fight, and it was super, super awesome. Wonderboy pulled away in the second and third rounds, uh, but Vicente Luque was in the pocket the whole time throwing major fucking strikes. It was a, a super awesome, exciting striking match. But I uh, just want to talk about how awesome Stephen Thompson is. He finishes the round kicking the crap out of Vicente Luque, and the bell rings, and he pats his opponent on the back. Then, in the next round, he kicks his opponent in the stomach with a front leg sidekick. Luque tumbles backwards, literally tumbles on the ground backwards, comes up, and Wonderboy gives him a high five. Then, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the fight... Wonderboy just had his number, won the whole match, 30-26, 30-26, 29-27. Rogan literally introduced him as, uh, what was it, one of the nicest killers in the world. So, um, yeah, that's it. Wonderboy Thompson. Also, I just want to throw out that you and I argued pretty hard, and we don't argue uh, often or ever, really, about how we were going to start this podcast. And we were about to throw hands at each other. And it was pretty awesome that, out of all the things that made us agree, mm. this is how we should start the episode. We should start with a shout-out to Booty Thompson. Yes. One <laughs> of our good guys. <laughs> our next top five shout-out goes to Jorge Masvidal. Um, yeah, 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 he won. But his big win was actually during the post-fight press conference. He came out wearing a sweet, sweet <laughs> suit, um, huge collared shirt, very scar face. He started the post-fight press conference taking a shot of Mezcal. 
Um, Matt Gelbs, maybe, maybe I will start drinking Mezcal now. Oh, um, I'm going to tell him you said that. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> it might be tonight at George's birthday party. Oh, so we'll shit. see. We're using names now. Uh, <laughs> um, after he takes the shot, that's when he proceeds to eat. It's literally half of a full pizza pie. Um, but the full half of the pizza pie is folded over the way you would fold over a regular slice of pizza. It's just, this, Mazdal's from Miami and I love Miami and respect Miami, but his respect for New York pizza, amazing. He loves to eat. He's been honest and open about that. He loves to eat and he freaking chewed down on that pizza, but I'm also laughing at the fact that we literally spent... 45 minutes this week in preparation for this podcast all we're trying to figure out how that pizza <laughs> was folded because it looks like he at first we thought it was just two slices like kinda, a pizza sandwich like a pizza sandwich yeah cheese to cheese right yes. and crusts on the outside yes. obviously but then it seemed like <laughs> and we rewound this on YouTube like four times it seems like it's actually the two crusts are connected and it was just a big fold but it's massive it's massive. It's like freaking... I was trying to do the math. Is it 33.33% of a whole pie, or is it oh, closer to 50? It's closer to 50. It's closer to 50. And the last thing we'll say about this is he finished it and then asked for more. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, next up in the top five from last week, we're just going to throw it out. Dana White's shirt. Um, it was symbolic of just his overall post-fight press conference. Usually after the fight's... Uh, it's pretty late on Saturday night, and we'll watch uh, the post-fight press conference when we're retiring to the <laughs> bed chambers. <laughs> um, Dana White talks a lot of shit, and he's got a lot of haters out there. He's the president of the UFC. But he was refreshingly open and honest and really nice. Uh, I guess he was obviously in a good mood after such a successful event at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I think they made a $6.6 .6 million gate on just tickets alone, which is pretty big for them. If not, the record close to it. Um, and he was just going on and on about a big night in uh, UFC where uh, the president was there. It's the first time the president of the United States, uh, whoever that it was filling that role at the time, was at a UFC event. Uh, so pretty significant. The Rock was there. I don't really know why The Rock is such a big deal, but uh, people made a big freaking deal out of it. And uh, Dana was looking good, chilling with his white shirt. He looked like my godfather just hanging out, wanting to have a glass of wine and a fucking cigar. So respect. Mm -hmm. uh, but that go leads us into our number four uh, memorable moment from last week, or a shout-out guy, uh, is Kevin Lee. Dana White was talking about how, given that platform, MSG, President, The Rock, BMF title, Jorge Masvidal versus Nate Diaz, you want to be Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee uh, has been, hmm, how do I describe it? Kevin Lee is a relative newcomer to the UFC, but he's becoming a veteran of the game. He's been through a bunch of shit. Uh, he already fought for an interim title against Tony Ferguson and lost. Maybe a little fast-tracked, but he's a young guy. He's only 27 years old, and he's been through a lot of shit the past couple of years, especially with uh, the passing of his MMA coach uh, and his big-time role model in the guy's life. So he kind of was a little lost, and people uh, in the, I guess... 
MMA fan base or MMA community were all rooting for Kevin to kind of get it together. He went up to uh, TriStar in Montreal. Shout out to uh, TriStar Gym, which is a big gym that a lot of people train at with uh, head coach Farasa Hobby, who produced George St. Pierre, and also uh, had a jiu-jitsu practitioner, mainly myself, come up one time thanks to Sal's bachelor party, because that's what you do. You go to Montreal and party. <laughs> um, so Kevin Lee went there. Kind of got his shit together and had a stellar performance knocking out Gregor Gillespie in the first round with a head kick. I think it was a cross and then lead switch kick, uh, knocking Gregor Gillespie out. It was a pretty brutal uh, KO. If you want to Google it, uh, be warned. It's pretty nasty. Uh, Gregor Gillespie, of course, was undefeated himself, too. So, um, yeah, it was a big win for Kevin Lee, and he also handled it with respect. Uh, when he realized how bad of a knockout it was, he just sat with a true like martial artist kind of uh, bowing and just like waiting for Gregor Gillespie to sort of be attended to by the medical staff and everything. So he just showed respect and he said all the right things and did all the right things and fought a fantastic fight. So I'm rambling on about how much fucking Kevin Lee is awesome, but Kevin Lee is awesome. I agree. <laughs> Uh, rounding out our top five is Mr. It's Time, Bruce Buffer. Um, Bruce Buffer is the UFC announcer, and we would like to shout him out for two different reasons. The first reason is the first blazer that he was wearing. Beautiful blazer, matching, always with his tie, just... It was, it was great. You do have to um, Google it to check it out. What we liked more is that he gave New York an outfit change. So for the main card, he switched into this like maroon and black, more tuxedo-ish sort of situation. Very classy, very New York. Um, and if you want to check out the Blazers, you should check out our friends um, on Instagram. It's at Buffers Blazers, and you can see um, the beautiful, beautiful dress code of Mr. Bruce. It's time, yeah. Buffer. We have been uh, raiding secretly uh, Bruce Buffers Blazers <laughs> for quite some time, and we're always pretty impressed. But I gotta say, we were a little perturbed at first with the first blazer because it seemed like something else that he had worn before. Honestly, he has he has worn it before. And it's a nice blazer. It's nice. It's like light blue. A little gray. A little gray in there. I couldn't find the picture online. We should have been better prepared, but uh, we'll check out Instagram, Buffers Blazers, and uh, figure it out. Yeah. Um, but when we got hit with the outfit change for the main card, we were both like, whoa! <laughs> There it is, right? We found it. Oh, it's like kind of floral. Uh... Picture our old bedroom walls in 3R, everyone. Had a little bit of a design on the yeah, wall. Yeah, yeah, Wabasabi. That was on his blazer. That's pretty cool. Uh, but got to say, the crimson with the contrast, uh, was it black or navy uh, lapels? I think it was black. I think it was black. It was pretty classy. So. Very classy. Shout out to uh, Brucey Bear. All right, that rounds out our top five. We're just going to give a quick honorable mention to uh, Canelo Alvarez, who knocked out Sergey Kovalev uh, in boxing. 
same night last Saturday. Uh, but want to do a shout out to his gloves. His gloves were super, super oh, cool looking. Oh man, beautiful. They were like a neon kind of greenish yellow, kind of like the tennis ball thing. You can't really, some people think it's yellow, some people it's green and they'll fight about it. But uh, they were awesome looking gloves. Shout out to that. Uh, also, honorable mention to our uh, homegirl, Jamie. Just want to let you know, Derek Lewis, your boy, won via unanimous decision. Um, great performance as well. Uh, so, yeah, my balls is hot. Derek Lewis doing it again. And lastly, Valentina Shevchenko, the 125-pound women's champion. She's a fucking killer research her because she's the coolest fucking person she speaks three languages is a fucking awesome person uh trains with her sister who's also in the ufc freaking uh is a dancer like classically trained dancer she's amazing beautiful fucking girl and uh they showed her she was in attendance at ufc at msg and she got uh she dyed her hair she dyed her hair a different color and it was really nice what is it like reddish um, what'd you call it I, I don't know what i would call it Brown. Probably go with brown. Red brown? <laughs> I don't know. Google that too, everyone. Yeah, whatever. She looks great. So shout out. Alright, let's let's get to this weekend. There are <gasps> Bellator Bites tonight. Um, any of you listeners, it'll be too late for you to watch them. But um Salter's fighting, there's really no one else on the card. Yeah, but John Salter's my boy. Oh, he is your boy. Yeah. Yeah. One time uh, for Christmas, I had to go to I had to go to work between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, poor me! And I, <laughs> I took a three-hour lunch and I went to Marcelo Garcia's to uh, train jujitsu, and uh, I didn't know anybody there, so I just partnered up with this guy, and he was super fucking cool. He was obviously really fucking good at jujitsu. Um, we were just drilling, doing a technique, and I was like, "Oh, uh, how long have you been training for?" And he's like, "Oh, like." Uh, like a really, really long time, like fucking like 14 <laughs> years or something. I was like, oh, cool, man. Uh, what do you do? He's like, oh, I I'm a fighter. And I was like, oh, like, oh, oh, shit. I was like, oh, like you're a real fighter. Or are you? Are you like on the regional circuit or something? He's like, I, I fight for Bellator. I was like, what the fuck, dude? He was the coolest fucking guy, trained awesome, and we've been following him closely ever since. And uh, he's fighting tonight. So good luck to him. He's on, he, is he the main event? Yep. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Vote for John Salt. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna vote for him. Vote for him. But go, yeah, go get out there and vote for him. Salter, yeah, for president. Next is um, UFC fights for Saturday. What is super freaking awesome about these fights is one that it's a fight night, so you don't have to pay pay per view bullshit. Um, but two, because it's in Moscow, it, the fights are on tomorrow, Saturday at two p.m. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. So if you have ESPN Plus, you should definitely at least check out the two main fights. Um, admittedly, we don't know a lot of the fighters on the card because most of them come from um, Russia or closer to there. So they're not really big names or haven't been in the UFC long. But uh, you want to talk about the co-main? Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> do, do you want to talk about the Coleman? I'd like you to start. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. uh, Alexander Volkov uh, is fighting Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy is quite the polarizing figure for you, uh, for people who aren't super big into MMA and don't know his story. He uh, used to be in the NFL, I think for the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, for a multitude of reasons and weird-ass shady shit, 
He's no longer playing for the NFL, and he uh, started. <laughs> I don't even know how to fucking describe this. Shit. He started pursuing a career in MMA, and the UFC's fast tracked him. But he's just fucked everything up. <laughs> you you want to talk about good guys? Greg Hardy's the opposite. He is just a bad human. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. He, and he's had issues with domestic uh, violence in the past, right? He comes to the UFC. People hate him. People already hate him. His Was it his first fight with the illegal knee? No, I think that it was, was his second. second. Yeah. Okay. But his first fight, I think he looked terrible. Then his second or third fight, which was in Barclays Center in Brooklyn, and we actually got to see that fight live too, which was insane. He, he hit someone with such an obviously illegal strike. You can't knee a grounded opponent, which means that somebody has a hand on the ground. Uh, in the head because basically it's just it's just too dangerous right the the if someone's on the ground there <laughs> and you just knee them straight to the head it's it's fucking too dangerous uh given all the whatever about cte concussions all that shit right this dude hit him with something that was so obviously illegal that the whole arena knew that it was illegal and everybody was like what the fuck Boo! <laughs> this dude got booed out what a ding dong. Yeah. No one else would ever do that. So on top of being a bad person, he's also stupid. Which leads us to his most recent fight. Mm-hmm. We're in between rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've watched any sort of fight, you know fighters go back to their corner, get some advice from their coach. If they're lucky, some water. Maybe, maybe Gatorade or Powerade or yeah. something. I don't, Powerade's not allowed, only Gatorade. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and ice. And ice. Sometimes yeah. they get a stroll. Sometimes they don't. I don't yeah. know why that. Didn't happens. that happen? The other it night? just happened yeah. to our good guy Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Oh yeah, he they, went to the corner. They didn't even have a stool for him. This was like, it's all right, man. So just to clarify, you get back to your corner, you can have water. Greg Hardy in his last <laughs> fight asked for Ooh. his inhaler. The silence is on purpose, everyone. Yeah. Just take in that stupid. It's pretty stupid. So now... So now he's fighting. He's fast-tracking another fight to try to... I don't know. Get on people's good side. People are people are willing to give up every, all the shit he's done in the past. They gave him shit about domestic abuse. They gave him shit about the illegal knee. They're still trying to even forgive him if he just turns around and does something right. But he seems incapable of doing the right thing. So let's fucking see how he fucks this up tomorrow. Um, but definitely root for Gol- Volkov. Um, the fight, like I said, is in Moscow. And Vol- Volkov, because I can't say it, is from Moscow. So good luck to him. And the main fight is... Uh, Zabit Magomed Sharapov. Versus Calvin Cater. Um, this was a little bit of a bummer because Calvin is from Boston and he was supposed to be on the Boston card a couple of weeks ago. He had to pull out. Kind of stinky for him. But lucky for Zabit, <laughs> they get to fight in his um, neck of the woods. Zabit Magomed Sharapov. Another fucking awesome name in MMA. As you know, I really enjoy them. Uh, gotta say, he looks like Abe Lincoln. So he's like six foot two. And he fights at 145 pounds, which is insane that he fights in that light of a uh, fucking category. Um, he's insanely exciting. 
super awesome striking, great wrestling. Uh, people think he could be the next big thing. He hasn't looked unstoppable his last couple fights, but he's still won and performed well. So let's see how he does tomorrow. And uh, take a take a Google at Zabit, <laughs> Z-A-B-I-T, to see how much he looks like Abe Lincoln. It's pretty awesome. So you know we're rooting for him. Number one Abe Lincoln fans in this house. Number one. <laughs> As we look up at Abe Lincoln's portrait in our Buddha room. Yep. Maybe a little creepy to other people. Not to us. Abe Lincoln was a Buddha. He was a Buddha? Yeah. There's a lot of Buddhas. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I uh, just want to give a uh, shout out. <laughs> yeah. This episode was brought to you by our uh, all our friends that listen to this, but especially our non-MMA friends who are still uh, giving us a shot. Uh, especially Melissa and my sis, uh, Jennifer Ann. So, peace out, everybody. Thanks again for listening.